everybody. Welcome to the Jam Room Podcast. Hope you've had a fantastic Easter. Happy Easter to you all. It's uh, well, been a week or so since I spoke to you guys, so everyone had a lot of time over Easter, I guess. They really cash in on the public holidays uh, for Easter for some reason, a lot more than Christmas, which is a little bit suspicious, but uh, I don't know why we celebrate the death more than the birth, but it is what it is. Fucking... Hung out with family over this Easter, went swimming, it was pretty nice and warm and humid over here in Perth, which is a big fucking change. I remember when I was a kid, it used to be like, um, you know, you'd get pajamas and slippers and dressing gowns for Easter, it would be pissing with rain, fucking frosty gardens, all that sort of shit. Like, I'm not going to say climate change, but uh, it's definitely a little bit warmer over Easter these days. But yeah, I had fun, we got a bunch of... um new nephews in the family, and, and uh, they're starting to get to that age where they can actually fathom what the fuck these weird rituals are that we do over Easter, you know, the hunting for eggs and, you know, all these weird little lies that we tell these kids to, I don't know, I guess it's teaching them to not trust adults, you know, telling them about Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny because, uh, or maybe it's teaching them to accept bullshit because you're going to have to later on, who knows, but there's good lessons out there, I don't know the fucking last time I went hunting for eggs. I remember early in my relationship with my um with my now wife, I used to hide eggs around for her on Easter. And it was kind of cute for a couple of years, but you know, it gets fucking boring, you know. I don't really understand what's going on. And the last time I really fucking went hunting for eggs, I actually had a chicken. And uh you would oh, I keep calling this chicken a he. Yeah, so I had a chicken for a while uh named Rex. Um that just appeared out of nowhere and disappeared into nowhere and um yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I'll tell you the story of the chicken. <laughs> All right. So, um, and and for most of the story, I'll refer to it as it a he because it, uh, she, whatever. But we called the the chicken a he, even though it was obviously a female. Uh, it just acted like a boy. It was a bully of a chicken, a really cool cat of a chicken. This was one of the strangest fucking chickens I've ever met in my life, and I've met a bunch, believe it or not. But one day, I, like, I was living in a in a house, a fairly big house, and a fairly nice suburban area of Perth. Not rural, I guess I'm trying to say. So you wouldn't really expect chickens to be around that sort of area. But one day I've gone to the bottle shop with Curtis and we're driving home and we see this fucking chicken chasing some fat kid as we're trying to walk home from school. And uh, we didn't really know what was going on. We obviously laughed and, uh, you know, did a quick U-turn and pulled back up and uh, sort of called out to the kid, hey, what the fuck's up with this chicken? And the kid's like, I don't know, it's been following me for ages, trying to chase me. Well, that's pretty wild. So we get out of the car, and the chicken's pretty tame. So we just go up and pick up this chicken. And we're trying to figure out what to do with it. We get back in the car, and I uh, start driving back to my place. And we listen to, like, um, I think we had some Meshuggah playing, or some genty metal playing. And the chicken's fucking bobbing its head in time. We're like, this chicken's rad. This chicken knows what's up. And so we get home, and now we've got a chicken. Um, and uh, so... We named her Rex, him Rex, and he was just the wildest chicken uh, you'll ever meet. He lived in my garage for a while, and then I built him a big coop, and I had a, had a fairly big yard, but this chicken would escape all the fucking time, um, and I was kind of living next to a fairly busy road, so every now and then I'd get knocks on the door uh, from random strangers who have pulled over on the road saying, hey, do you want a chicken? Because he's on the median strip. Better go get him, and fucking, it'd be like the sixth time that day or whatever, so... We had to keep extending the fences and all that bullshit, but it had such a weird attitude, this chicken. Like I said, I built him a coop, um, but he didn't give a fuck about it. When I'd let him out to scratch, that's when he would like sort of find little hiding spots and lay his eggs that I'd have to go find. 
Um, which I guess is really what Easter is really trying to teach kids or whatever, that you might have to find eggs at some point in your life or whatever. I know I certainly had to. Uh, but yeah, this chicken was not like a normal chicken. If I would go outside and he's out scratching and I'd sit down and have a cigarette, this chicken would run up to me and jump on my lap like a dog and would like sort of purr when I would patter and all this sort of stuff. Um, fuck it, I remember one night like a super wild storm hit and I came out on the balcony to have a cigarette watching the rain just fucking belting down. And I could see the little coop that I had built this uh, this chicken. A very nice coop, by the way. I made it all out of nice cedar wood. It was fucking wicked. The chicken's sitting on top of the coop. Just getting the rain fucking smashing it on the back. Didn't give a fuck. Was sitting on top of the coop in the middle of this massive thunderstorm. Could have got shelter. Didn't give a fuck. This was a wild ass chicken. Um, so yeah, I'm going to have a toast to Rex because uh, one day he just escaped and never came back. So I probably had him for about two years. Just, you know, walked into my life, made a good impact by uh, making, you know, some fat kid jog home. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, just left one day and that was it. That was the end of Rex. And uh, I've still got a little sign in my yard, which was like the little nameplate that I made for his uh, his coop there. It's still in my yard. I might put it up on Instagram or something. But yeah, I guess that's an Easter story of sorts. Don't really know how it relates to chocolate eggs with the bunny and stuff like that. Like I, we sell kids a lot of bullshit, um, but the fact that a giant rabbit delivers rabbit-shaped and coloured gifts. Like rabbit shit shaped and colored gifts for Easter is 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 pretty wild that we just tell these kids that oh no they're, they're eggs they're definitely not rabbit droppings that are sort of hidden all through the yard even though they look exactly like it and they were made by one anyway happy Easter guys I know it's been a a little rough one for some uh, some of you guys out there with your quarantine lockdowns and shit it's all lifting everything's opening up no one gives a fuck about Corona anymore hey. We're kind of all over it and getting back out there. And hopefully, if you're um, in a part of the world that's opened up venues, you're getting out, seeing some fucking new live music and all that sort of shit. There's a lot going on around in Perth at the moment. There's this massive wave of um, like uh, tribute bands popping up. Like all like old 90s tributes bands. Like um, there's a Limp Biscuit one. There's Soundgarden. There's uh, fucking Red Hot Chili Peppers. There's all these bands are doing like the rounds now. Because there seems to be a big market uh, for that kind of shit. People uh, aren't getting the real deal going on tour anymore. So we're getting all these tribute acts uh, fucking making bank. It's like, good on them. Um, did you listen to any new music this week? Uh, I checked out a few. I know in the last few weeks, guys, we kind of talked about uh, more poppy sort of new releases. I wanted to stay away from that and, and uh, talk about some bands that you guys may or may not have heard of. Might be able to help me out, I might be able to help you out, all that sort of stuff. So I went down a bit of a, um, a new prog rock sort of uh, sort of rabbit hole on Spotify. There's a lot of rubbish out there, guys. I'm not going to even mention it. But um, I checked out a band called uh, Trope, and uh, they got a new album out. I think it's their first album. They've released a couple of singles, but as far as a full-length thing goes, I'm pretty sure this is the first one. It's called, shit, I'm going to fuck this up, Eutheromania. Eleutheromania. Eleutheromania, I think is the name of the, the album. But if you, if you check out the band called Trope, um, you'll find it because it's their only album. And it's a, it's a pretty neat little album. 
I didn't really know what to think of it as far as like stylistically. It was supposed to be in the, the, the prog rock sort of wheelhouse and it definitely had prog elements. But by elements, I mean like borrowed tropes, I guess. I mean, God bless them for calling it out in their own name that they're going to play on these tropes. But like the opening track has an absolute just Justin Chancellor tool baseline um, starting it off. So they're coming in playing like a tool trope and then there's parts later on that sounds a bit more like Muse. So they're play- they're, they're, maybe they're intentionally playing to these tropes. But, you know, fantastic vocalist, um, female vocalist, Diana something or other, I think I remember reading. Um, yeah, really, really good. It's It's got a lot of cool prog elements, like I said, but I wouldn't call any one song a progressive song. It's mainly because they seem to have very poppy choruses. And um, they're not really... Uh, fucking around with too many uh weird time changes or like risky elements i guess that's what i'm talking about it's not as risky as um prog rock tends to be sometimes but i really enjoyed the album like i said it's kind of like if you were just dabbling in the prog rock sort of scene this might get you into it um because like i said it's not too difficult to listen to um but it still has a a ton of prog rock elements to it and uh we'll see i don't know if you would call it progressive though but, you know, it's kind of like pop prog. Is that a, is that a genre? Is there a genre called pop prog? Because this is kind of um, playing into that hand a little bit. Uh, so that one was okay, but I did see another album, or listen to another album, that I really reckon you guys should te- uh, check out and um, give them some love. Because d- like when I checked out this album on, um, on Spotify, they had uh, less than a thousand listens on every track. Um, so I don't know why, because when I listen to the to the album, these guys definitely deserve to be recognized uh, for some of the shit that's going on there. The band is called Hillwood, or Hillward, H-I-L-L-W-A-R-D, Hillward, and the album's called Alt- Alternate Timelines, and uh, it's really proggy, and it's really cool. Um, the vocalist, uh, you know, he, he doesn't try to overplay it a bit. He's got a very... Um, What's that guy's name? Fucko from Porcupine Tree. What's his name? Steve Steve Wilson. He's got kind of like a haunting tone to his voice similar to that. And he does choose some of those um, beautiful dissonant notes over a fairly, fairly simple chord often, which is um, is, is beautiful. It's refreshing. It kind of adds some more color. Um, but underneath that, what's going on musically is fucking awesome. It's exactly what I'm talking about with prog. It's got risk-taking going on all over the place. Wicked chunky stuff. They do have a, a, a keyboard player. So it's one of those things that if you don't like keyboard elements, you might not love it too much, but it's not doing it in a hell wanky way like Dream Theater do. It's um, kind of using it in more of like a synthy dance sort of uh, way. Um, every now and then you have to suffer through a little keyboard solo, but you know, it is what it is, guys. You got to give them their little spotlight moment every now and then. But I fucking loved the album. It wasn't too harsh as far as like all that, um, let's say the Dream Theater wanky elements go, but it was fucking awesome in like the pocket playing. Like choppy rhythms feeling comfortable. You understand what I mean? That's what I mean by like when people really own prog, is they, they're, they're playing difficult things that not only they make sound easy, but they make it sound pleasant and you don't even know it's fucked up. You know what I mean? Something like that. It's something like just, it, it's almost like a, a complete ownership of harmony and rhythm being demonstrated uh, and you get all these fresh sounds out of it. That's what I'm saying. 
And uh, yeah, I really love the shit out of that album, guys. I'm going to listen to it again today because um, I might have be able to narrow that down to a few actual songs. I think there's a song on there called Un, U-N, Un. And I remember actually having to go up to my fucking iPad and go, whoa, 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 what song is that called? Because that had some fucking awesome moments in it. And I think I took note of it because it was a perfect example of risk-taking that I'm talking about. But yeah, check it out, guys. Hillwood, Alternate Timelines. And uh, like I said, they've only got less than a thousand plays on Spotify, which is a travesty, even if they're not polished. Like these guys definitely have a lot more fucking in the tank, right? I, um, I expect wicked, wicked um, stuff from them uh, in the future because it felt like they were growing into their style. No matter how like comfortable I said they were in these um, strange spaces, it still feels like they could polish it just a little more, like they're growing into it and they're going to mature. We, I, I reckon we should uh, look out for this band. There might be some real fucking hot shit um, coming from them in the future. Kind of like, um, you know, you see bands and they eventually just flourish, like 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 maybe like Leprous or... I mean, even like we were mentioned before, like Tool, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the first couple of albums of Tool, but I, they grew into their own style is what I'm trying to say. Whether you like it or not, they become themselves a bit more over time. And I hope this band does because they've got some really fucking wicked uh, foundations uh, to build on. So check them out. And uh, yeah, with that over this week, I'm going to give you uh, again one of the songs that we're recapping so we can get started on some new shit. I know uh, Curtis is trying to get some music made. He might do some vocals for us. Uh, good luck with that. I hope I get to show it to you guys one day. Um, if it even happens, we'll see. And uh, this one I think uh, that I'm about to show you maybe come from episode 43 or something like that. It's a nice short little song, nice jabbies. Only really a couple of parts. And this was one of those ones that I couldn't remember where it appeared in the jam, even though I remember jamming the ideas a bunch. And uh, that's probably what happened, is probably jammed them too many times that no one take actually made any sense. So uh, it is just a little song that we pulled out of it, guys. So um, hope you all had a fucking fantastic Easter. It won't be as long uh, till the next episode this week. I think I'll do another one um, in a few days because um, I've got some more music on my list that I want to chat to you guys about. And um, I'm on holidays at the moment. So, you know, a little bit of time off work, a little bit of time sitting around the bar. So what else is there to do? Have a great week, guys. Remember to reach out, and um, if you like these songs or anything like that and you want to contribute to them or you want to put your own songs on there or you want to chat to us on the podcast or anything like that, all the fucking um, ways to get in touch are in the description of this podcast. So share it around, and um, you never know what kind of uh, bullshit we might cook up. This is the Jam Room Podcast. <laughs>